Hey there, how's it going? It's your host, Andrew. And the audio guy, Josh. From Blocks and Talks, where we discuss about the world of LEGO. From reviews of the latest sets to discussions about the hobby itself, and even trending news within the community. Today's episode is going to be about the art of building and uh, mocks. So without further ado, let's get started. So this multi-part series is really going to focus on like the process of building your own mock um, from start to finish, really. Just whole discussion and thought process behind it. Really want to aim towards like newer or uh, lesser experienced builders because I think that would, this would serve as like a really insightful discussion for them. But even if you're like a veteran, I, I'm sure like some things you could definitely bring up or listen to us would be useful. So yeah, I brought... The audio guy, Josh, here today. How you doing, Josh? Howdy. So, yeah, I figured that you'd be great to talk about this because I know you're like a musician and artist yourself, also an engineer academically. So I think some like the creative and more structured processes that you learned within like school and those other hobbies could translate to this. How's that sound? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get started. What is a mock? I know I kept throwing that buzzword around. Do you know? Uh... Explain it to me again. Yeah, I'm sure some of these viewers don't know either. It's like, what is he talking about? So a mock stands for my own creation, MOC. Right. So essentially, it is just whatever you build. Like, I could literally put two bricks together, call it a worm, and say, that's my mock. That's the end of the day. Like, a mock is just whatever you wanted to build. That's, like, the beauty about Legos. There's just so many resources, so much stuff. And the thing that feels it is like, your creativity and, like, what you want to do with it. So I just wanted to like talk about it a bit because I think it's an integral part of like Lego. Like outside of building sets and manuals, I'm sure a lot of people want to do what the toy was meant for, which is building what, what you want. And uh, with that, I just want to give like a brief background about myself, just like maybe settling disclaimers and lower the tensions. I'm sure these vets are probably leaning forward in their chairs like, oh, see how good this guy is. I'm going to be honest, I'm not like the craziest mock builder myself. I do build occasionally. There's nothing professional about it. It's just fun, whatever, spontaneous. I'm more of like a set building guy. But I felt like this would be a really cool opportunity for me to learn more as well as like the viewers. It's like a shared learning experience, you know? So I just want to like talk about the different levels of building and yeah, so there's obviously like beginner, which is just like random bricks messing around doing what you want maybe more like experience like medium that's where like you start having structure and planning ordering specific parts and doing all that and then advance is like you know doing full research doing full all of that uh fancy stuff getting online designer programs to model it before making and all that stuff so yeah there's definitely like different like tiers and it doesn't matter what you are because as long as you're having fun and doing what you want to do at the end of the I think that's what matters, right? Yes. So I just want to like talk with you about a little more. So let's like really dive into it. So with the mock, our first thing is what's the end purpose, right? Like we came up with the night, like we just had the whim. We want to build something or like in your case, you want to build or create some music, right? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about it. The end purpose. 
Um, how far, like in your experience, when you think of something, do you like to think of it along the way or like have a end goal in mind? Like, what does it look like for you? For me, um, usually it will start out with an idea and um, I try to build it up from there and more surprising and more artistic things sort of happen along the way. But what's important is that that one idea sort of stays as um, as true to itself as possible, I guess. You don't really mess around with it that much. You try to just bring it to life as best you can and as quick as you can because in music, ideas can, at least for me, I can forget ideas very easily. So the fastest thing I have to do is like get it on paper or whatnot. All right. Yeah, that's really cool because I think, um, well, I guess you're literally building, no pun intended, yeah, <laughs> on yeah. like your idea. So um, that's certainly cool. Like, uh, so you're more of a person who likes to get an idea and see to that idea to the end. Maybe yeah, some yeah. tweaks from what you originally envisioned, but generally there. Absolutely. And on the head. that is certainly something I would recommend because when we think about it, um, when we create something, we create it with the purpose of like, we want to achieve something, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe I want to achieve this really cool song or in this case, I want to build something really cool. And yeah, I think like really locking into what you want to, like what, what do you want to see at the end? It doesn't have to be definitive. I, I want to see a red house with white windows, purple door and all that. It could be, I want to see a house. It could be in the mountains, it could be by the sea. Like it could be any of that, but I just know it has to be a house I could live in, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. definitely having like I think an end. Per- like, is that what you were like thinking? Like yeah, just yeah. knowing what you want. That one idea has to like stay there. And something that I've like I've grown a little bit as a musician over the years. So I'm open to the idea of like remixes now. Like uh, I'm mainly like a guitarist, but I started making electronic music. So the idea of like taking some original idea and then remixing it in a whole new environment is also really appealing to me. So like what you said, like a house, no matter where it is. That's also a very interesting concept. Yeah. So I think that's like the first key step really, right? Finding what you want to accomplish at the end. Which leads us to the second part, which is, well, now we know we want a house. Like, well, do I want on the beach? <laughs> do I want on the mountain? Yeah. And yeah. I think that's like where we really like lead it into like finding the right inspiration or idea. And I don't know. I want to, I'm curious. I want to like see what you think first before I say anything about like what I learned or think like. How do, how do you find like the inspiration idea to really build along the way? Like, what do you do? Oh, Alex. <laughs> well, there's so many things that could happen along the way. Um, maybe while I'm writing the idea, I'm trying to get it on paper, something else happens and then I am able to build it even further, maybe musically. Maybe as I said before, now I'm like, I kind of do an electronic thing. Maybe I focus more on like the sound and how people perceive it. Maybe uh, other instruments complement it. There are so many things that can sort of happen along the way artistically. But uh, really what I like to do is I just try to build it, build up the idea by its lonesome and then try to complement it maybe later. The key thing is just like getting it, getting the uh, music to sort of sound as I want it to in the first place and then like getting it to sound better later on. Refining it basically is what I'm saying. You know what I thought of that as? I just thought about like that. I forgot what the candy was, but that old candy where it was like, it's like a stick of like coated sugar on like something. And then along the way, you put like those little sprinkles, like dots on it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. It's like the original plan. You just sprinkle stuff along the way, see what sticks. You yeah, like it, you yeah. like it. And that's how it, exactly. exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that definitely Google's your best friend, YouTube, like just researching about it. Like 
definitely drafting up different ideas like well let's see what a house on the beach would look like or a house in the mountains really flesh it out see what we like see what sticks see what doesn't and from there like maybe a new idea would pop out like maybe i don't want a house by the beach i like the water more so maybe i'll have a house in the water sort of thing you know like really branch it out Mm -hmm. yeah and then so from there we kind of have we have everything in our mind ready, right? Mm-hmm. Like we know we want this, we know we want where we want it and like how we want it. So how in the world do we start? That's the real question, right? So at least with Lego, um, I think it's agreed on that you're limited by what you have, meaning that what you have is the most you can do with it. And like if you have two bricks, that's how big your house is going to be. If you have like a tub, well, that's what you got to work with. So how do you start? And I guess I want to translate that in music terms. When you're like so limited on equipment, maybe, or time or something, how do you, how do you know what to do while straying on that? Like without straying too far from the idea, knowing that you're limited. I think that's a really good point that you bring up because actually what I do is I specifically start with very crappy sounding things. Like, mm-hmm. uh, when I have an idea, maybe let's pretend I have a more fleshed out idea where it, uh, requires a lot more, like different instruments. Maybe like I have an idea for how the drums sound and then how the guitar sound and how everything sounds. Yeah. I just got to get it into the audio realm and something I like, can listen to. I won't immediately try to uh, get everything sounding like amazing, like get an awesome guitar tone, get an awesome sounding drum. What I might even do is like, I might even not even use the real instruments. I might actually use like really crappy sounding synths. And the reason why I do that is because I want to get the music itself just like sounding how I want it to sound just like getting it on paper like not worrying about how they sound uh sonically not worrying about um what instruments they might turn into or how good they sound and whatnot Uh, I'm just trying to get the music out there no matter how crappy it sounds and this I think the same thing can be applied to I mean since we're talking about building um Mm -hmm. I am an engineer so I remember something that we did a lot in school is that we'd start out with like really crappy CAD drawings. Yeah. You know, like uh, it would just be awful and it's not fleshed out, but you can flesh it out along the way. It's just important to get the main idea out there first. So maybe like, I don't know, we we uh, first make a CAD drawing with like lots of right angles, like in, mm-hmm. in the contours. And if you're an engineer, you know that right angles suck. Because all the force is directed there, so that's like the point of highest tension where it'll break. But you know it's not going to be a right angle at the end, so later on you can refine it, like make all your cool contours or whatnot. But in the beginning, you want to start off like really crappy because you want to get your idea out there first on paper. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, my my advice is definitely start out really really bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we can agree that like our hypothetical or a question earlier. If you have two bricks, I think you're screwed. <laughs> Let's be honest. You're not building a house. I, oh, there's yeah, no way sure, we can yeah. twist it. Like, but, you know, maybe all your bricks don't have to be the, the right color. Exactly. Color. Yeah. yeah, like improvise, adapt, you know, do what you got to do kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And exactly. Let's be honest. If you have two bricks, let me know. I'll send you some. <laughs> like, come on. We, we got to get you a house running here. <laughs> but, yeah, so in all seriousness, yeah, it's really cool to, like, share what your insight is as an artist and engineer because I think that, you know, Lego isn't necessarily influenced by anything outside of like your own ideas and definitely bring in something unique, not just like a Lego builder's perspective, more so how can we apply like real world things into this sort of thing and like see where the parallels draw. Yeah. 
And yeah, I agree. Like just getting something out there as the best way, like they say, the best way to get started with anything is just experience. Like you can imagine all you want, but maybe once you see it in person, you'll realize like, oh, like it didn't look as good. Mm. And, and that definitely happens a lot to me. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a pretty good start right now. I think just to recap what we have so far with like mock building, like kind of this beginning steps to really get started is like first is really discovering what your end purpose is, what you want to, what, what do you want coming out of it? Then like finding the right idea, inspiration to really narrow and hone it down. Um, And then next is like, where to even start? Like once you have the ideas, how do you put like the pen to paper or the idea to paper? And from that, we're going to take a brief break and we'll be back to continue. All right, we're back. And uh, so just to like give a very brief recap again, in case you somehow forgot within the last 10 seconds, it does happen to the best of us. So mock building steps, finding our end purpose, find the right inspiration or idea, how to start. So next step, uh, timing creativity. Oh, I like to take over this one just like a little bit. Really? Oh, you're sick and tired of hearing me talk, aren't you? Uh, no. Just say, just say it to me. You know you don't want to be here. Just say it. I know. No, let me leave right now. <laughs> All right. Let's. I'll. I'll give you a chance. Let's hear it out. Yeah. So, I mean, time and creativity. I feel like, uh, this is really important to me because, um, something that I would like really inspire to do is like, uh, composition, like. I don't know, something like video game composing or whatnot, like composing music for other people. And something that I've learned along, along the way. I mean, even with like Andrew here, I've had to write a song for him for this podcast. And yeah, I had shout a, out to Josh. Yeah, I, I, had a, I had some time to, uh, a certain amount of time to do that. It wasn't a hard deadline or anything, but something like composition where you're not writing music for yourself, but you're writing it for someone else. It definitely teaches you how to be creative in a very short amount of time. So what I even said before about how, like working out things, um, starting out really crappy designs first, I think that's a very good starting point. And as, as Andrew said, like I'm an artist and I'm also a visual artist, like a, a very new one, granted, but even there I've learned uh, some techniques for how to get results really, really fast. And All right, I've had enough of you. I think this awful i'm kidding but oh, yeah. nah i you had a really good point i just want to let you go before i said it yeah you correlated time and creativity like there's a correlation and yes. i think I, I i don't know do you want to like dive down that that uh, it's rabbit definitely hole? not Let's talk. it's definitely not linear mm -hmm. but yes there is a correlation uh i want to hear more about it yeah it definitely tell me more, tell it me definitely more. relates to your experience for sure and experience and creativity that does come with practice and with practice comes, uh, I guess, less time. And really what you learn along the way is how to minimize that time and maximize your creative act, uh, creative output. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really cool. Yeah, so that really got my mind running because originally when I thought about time and creativity, I was, I don't even know where I was going with that. But second I heard correlation, I was like, my mind was racing and running. I was like, You're right. Like, it's like those challenges you sometimes see on TikTok and stuff. You get like X amount of bricks or something. It's like, what is the difference between a build that took five minutes, 30 minutes, and one hour kind of thing? And it's all about like, it's really cool to think about, right? Like, you're going to get completely different drafts of the same thing. And I think sometimes just timing yourself could be some, something to change it up instead of just like sitting there staring at like your half-built blob of colors, plastic. Like, 
maybe just cutting it down into increments could really change how like you envision and change the process. Like maybe you'll take the bricks, you know, like, all right, for the house, I know the kitchen is on the second floor. It's right up from the stairs. I know it has blue tiling. That's all I know. So what if you just grab some bunch of bricks, give yourself five minutes, give yourself half an hour, give yourself one hour, time yourself, stop it at like each increment and build three separate things. One five minute build, one half an hour build, one one hour build, and just like see where it goes. See like if like in under the pressure, if you were able to like be really flexible and be like, well, I didn't see this brick this way before, but given my time, it's going to make do. And so really changing it. Like, would you say that is something that would correlate as well? Like how time leaving you press sometimes like makes you be more creative in that like you might see something different because you're like one example is like, oh, maybe I have to cut a corner, which we will never do. Um, but yeah, just like yeah, hypothetically yeah. say like cut a corner, like, yeah. Definitely. And that's definitely what I was, uh, I kind of blanked out on my mind before. And that's definitely what I wanted to say is that if something very really important that you should be doing is identifying where you want to minimize your time. And what you said earlier about timing yourself, that's actually a really good idea that I might use myself. But um, yeah, timing yourself could be great. Um, but minim- by identifying which areas of your of weakness you have and where to minimize the time that you spend the most is definitely something that you can use to improve on, uh, especially if you're building. And uh, this is actually something I learned from art itself. It's like, I guess one way you can minimize your time is by only focusing on what's the most important and just prioritizing that way. And I, that that seems really obvious, but something like art what you do is that you add as much back, back, background that you can to the foreground and then you leave as little detail as you can for the background because obviously you want your you want whoever's looking at your art to focus on only what's in the foreground which is your area of interest you want your whoever's looking at your art to be drawn in a very particular direction mm-hmm. and what you said about building um i don't know certain floors to a house if you only want one to be the area of interest you're going to add a lot of detail and a lot of creativity to that one area. But if you don't, if you want one area to not be an area of interest, just sort of be there, just sort of aesthetically, you might not want to waste a lot of time building that up and really thinking about it. And that's certainly a way that you can minimize your time, figuring out which one, which one needs more detail and what doesn't. All right. So it looks like We've honestly covered so much about a mock. I know originally we were talking about like the beginning steps, but I felt like this conversation really straight into like more of so the whole process, if anything. And I know this is supposed to be a multi-part series. And I think what the beauty about this podcast and like our conversation is that we come up with ideas and scripts, but we don't necessarily follow them per se. Like what this one was, was meant to be more so an intro. And these topics we talked about are supposed to be fleshed out over the next few, but since I feel like we kind of hit the nail on the head, I don't really want to continue rambling the coming episodes. So I think that in the next episodes, I want to change it up a bit. We're going to stick to mocks, but next, I think I want to talk about like the history behind it. And I think next episode, it'd be really cool to talk about how um, Lego keeps, like Lego introduces new pieces every year. There's always new parts. And I really want to talk about how like the introduction of new parts if we can find a balance between like remaining creative and original with original parts and like understanding that we can make a curve with these many pieces instead of maybe just buying a straight up curve piece that exists now and i really want to talk about like sacrificing or 
not really sacrificing, but like the really question about um, how many pieces becomes too much in terms of specialized molds being made. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. All right. I know you're not the biggest Lego guy, but I really appreciate you coming in and talking to me, Josh. Thanks for having me. Of course. So thank you for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time with this next really cool episode.